Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cup of murder. There is something kind of fun and exciting about going to the mall close to Christmas. Everyone is picking out the perfect something for someone they love. Holiday music is playing on the speakers. And there is a sense of fun in the air. For some, at least. On December 5th, 2007, a teenage boy entered a mall full of holiday shoppers in Omaha, Nebraska, and, to everyone's shock, pulled out an assault rifle. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On December 5th, 2007, Deborah Maruka Kovac, found a suicide note written by a boy named Robert Hawkins. Robert was a friend of her teenage boys who had come to live with her about a year before after becoming estranged from his parents. The troubled boy, who had been fired from his job and had been broken up with, wrote where he wanted his belongings to go after his death and, quote, I just want to take a few pieces of shit with me. Just think, though, I'm going to be fucking famous. 
Troubled by the words, she called the Sarpy County, Nebraska police and reported it. Little did she and everyone else know that just an hour later, the troubled teen would accomplish exactly what he wrote about in his note. At around 1.36 p.m., 19-year-old Robert Hawkins entered the Von Marr department store at the West Roads Mall in Omaha, Nebraska. He walked inside, scanned the area, and left. When he returned six minutes later, he went directly to the elevator with a semi-automatic rifle hidden in his sweatshirt. Once on the third floor, he stepped out of the elevator and opened fire. The patrons and employees, shocked and terrified, began to flee and hide where they could. Robert fired more than 30 rounds, hitting 12 people in total. Six were killed instantly, one died before making it to the hospital, and another died in the hospital 45 minutes later. Those who lost their lives were Beverly Flynn, Janet Jorgensen, Gary Joy, John McDonald, Gary Scharf, Angie Schuster, Diane Trent, and Maggie Webb. Just after committing the deadliest mass murder in Nebraska since 1958, Robert Hawkins turned the gun around and shot himself, ending his reign of terror. Within six minutes of the first 911 call, Omaha police arrived at the mall. By the time they entered, Robert was dead and many were still frozen in fear in their hiding spots. An autopsy was done on the boy to try and find a reason for his seemingly random attack. All that was found in his system was 200 nanograms per milliliter of Valium. What happened to make this 19-year-old not just take his own life, but the lives of so many others? Prior to coming to live with Deborah and her family, like so many, Robert had a rough childhood. At just four years old, he was hospitalized for his persistent violent behavior in preschool and was diagnosed with ADD and PTSD as a product of his chaotic home life. He was sent to a mental hospital at just 14 for threatening to kill his stepmother and found himself as a ward of the state shortly thereafter. He was expelled from school after selling drugs and later dropped out. He tried to enlist in the army in 2007 but was turned down due to his mental health record. He was arrested that same year before moving in with his friends and their mother. All of this, coupled with the setbacks just before the murder, all could be contributing factors to his decision to enter the mall armed that day. Regardless, eight people lost their lives just before the Christmas holiday, and many will never be the same. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 6th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.